Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Mikey, and this is Can We Keep It Real? How are we doing, everybody? I hope everyone was having a safe day on this Thursday, being safe. You know, I wanted to bring this story to you for you WWE fans. Superstar Vander has died after two-year battle with congestive heart failure. Vander is dead at 63. Vander's son broke the news today on social media saying around a month ago my father was diagnosed with a severe case of pneumonia. He fought very hard and clinically was making progress. But on Monday night it looks like his heart had enough and it was his time. Vander had undergone heart surgery, open heart surgery back in March and seemed to be doing well. But his health took a turn for the worse, and he wasn't able to recover. We spoke with Vander just a few months ago, right after his surgery, and he told us he was feeling better and looking forward to getting out the hospital. Before his wrestling career, Vander's real name was Leon White. He was a football star at the University of Colorado, where he was a two-time All-American offensive lineman. He was drafted by the Rams in the third round of the 78 NFL draft and played in the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sorry. As a pro wrestler, Vander was a huge star globally. He was a three-time WCW heavyweight champion. In WWE, he famously battled guys like The Undertaker, Kane. He also made TV appearances on shows like Baywatch, Boy Meets World. So the NFL star has lost another legend today. Rest in peace, Vander. You ever wonder how much shit that the celebrity takes for granted? They leave lives of which most of us could only dream. But their wealth and power and the position that they're in, they're in a friggin' lap of luxury. But when it comes to something as serious as murder, no amount of fame or success is enough to escape the criminal justice system. Yeah, I bet some have gotten away with it, and some have even served time, but they all had to face the music at some point. Deaths caused by celebrities on this list are a result of everything from tragic accidents to grisly premeditated premeditated murders. One of them even occurred live at a television sporting event and the clip was passed around the internet like so many other viral videos. Amazing, only two of the famous folks are on the list are actually even in jail at the time of this recording. But regardless, they all shall, they all have the same dock bond. Celebrities who killed people in real life. Well, most of you might remember Michael Jace in The Shield. He's the tall black cop that Vic Mackey couldn't stand. In 2016, a Los Angeles jury convicted actor Michael Jace of second-degree murder in the fatal shooting of his wife, April, in May of 2014. Michael was best known for playing police officer Julian Lowe on the crime scene The Shield. According to U.S. Weekly, Michael told detectives he never intended to kill his wife, only injure her. The murder occurred at Michael and April's home in front of their two sons, who were age 5 and 8 at the time. 
The oldest son told the court that before his dad shot his mom three times, his dad told her, if you like running, then run to heaven. Michael called 911 after the shooter and told the operator what he had done. Michael Jace appeared to be under severe financial strain in the years before his arrest, according to court documents obtained by CNN. He filed for Chapter 13 in March of 2011. He had over $500,000 in debts and an annual income of around $80,000 from residuals from his TV and film work. He had defaulted on his $411,000 mortgage on his home. According to the report, April told her husband she wanted a divorce the day of the shooting. I just ruined lives, Michael told detectives after the incident. You could put a needle in my arm right now and be done. I'm okay with that. Michael was sentenced to 40 years to life in prison. Michael Jace, former Julian Lowe of The Shield. In a horrific murder-suicide, wrestling star Chris Benoit Benoit reportedly strangled his wife and smothered his 7-year-old son and placed Bibles at their side before he killed himself from the pulleys of a weight machine in June 2017. There was a lot of speculation about Chris Benoit's abusing steroids, but a report published by the Sports Legacy Institute indicated that the years of head trauma likely result in this kind of brain damage necessary to drive someone to commit such an heinous act. Like, what kind of guy kills his wife and his seven-year-old child? Chris Benoit, dead. Our next celebrity, Don King, is probably one of the most notorious figures associated with sports, especially boxing. This guy has been implicated in Indicated countless times, but none of his professional malfeasance has been a surprise to those who know his history. Before he promoted his first fight, he killed not one but two people. According to reports, he shot and killed a man who tried to rob one of his gambling houses in 1954. The shooting was ruled justifiable homicide, sparing King a prison sentence. In the first death, which occurred in 1954, was ruled... In a case of self-defense. In 1966, King was convicted of second-degree murder after he reportedly stomped a man to death over an alleged $600 gambling debt. According to reports, King received a pardon from the Ohio governor after doing almost four years in prison. Another celebrity on this list? You might remember Ferris Bueller. Fresh off filming Ferris Bueller's Day Off in 86, Barbara... Matthew Broderick and his co-star Jennifer Grey took a trip to Ireland in 1987, but the vacation was tragically cut short when Broderick failed to keep his rental car in the proper lane and collided head-on with a car being driven by a mother and daughter, killing them both instantly. Broderick was badly injured because of the accident, but Grey escaped the vehicle relatively unscathed, although according to People magazine, she was traumatized into quasi-retirement. Broderick was reportedly charged with careless driving and fined $175. Imagine that this guy took the life of a mother and her daughter. Sid Vicious is our next celebrity. Legendary punk rocker and heroin addict and all-around maniac, Sid Vicious... He lived up to his name. In 1978, when he was allegedly stabbed, 
his girlfriend Nancy Spuggin to death in their hotel room. According to the police reports from the smoking gun, Sid was under the influence of drugs and couldn't remember the details of the incident at the time. When out of went out on bail, awaiting his trial for the charges of second degree murder, Vicious overdosed and died at a friend's house. While we're on the subject about rock and roll, our next celebrity, Motley Crue, baby. You got it. Vince Neil. All the members of the Motley Crue are known for leading the lives of excess, but singer Vince Neil's past includes a particularly dark chapter. In December of 1984, according to MTV News, his real name, Vincent Neil Rathorn, reportedly spent a day drinking with Hyone Rock's drummer Nicholas Razzie Dingley, then got behind the wheel and raced off to a liquor store for more alcohol. With Dingley, Neil reportedly lost control of his vehicle and collided head-on with another car, killing his passenger Dingley and severely injuring two passengers in the other vehicle. Though he paid out millions to his victims' families, he served very little jail time. The notion that he got off easy wasn't lost on Neil. In a 2005 interview with Blender, he said, I wrote a $2.5 million check for vehicle manslaughter when Razzie died. I should have gone to prison. I definitely deserved to go to prison, but I did 30 days in jail and got laid and drank beer because that's the power of cash. That's fucked up. Yes, it is fucked up. Our next celebrity, Phil Spector. In 2003, after a night of drinking followed by a romantic rejection, record producer Phil Spector put a gun in actress Lena Clarkson's mouth and pulled the trigger. He then walked outside and told his chauffeur, I think I killed somebody. Or so the prosecution in his murder trial would have the jury believe. His defense, according to the New York Times, alleged that Spector's non-native English-speaking driver misheard Spector's pleas to call someone on account of some girly noises from a nearby fountain, coupled with the driver's fatigue and hunger from working all night. The jury didn't buy it, and in 2009, Spector was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 19 years to life. Now, if you've been paying attention, this is the only the second celebrity that is still currently in prison. The first one is Michael Jace, actor from The Shield. We'll be right back with more celebrities that killed people. Nobody ever said auto racing was safe, yet while accidents occurred during the sport, deaths are relatively rare. But that wasn't the case when in 2014, Stone, Tony Stewart struck and killed Kevin Ward during a dirt track race at the Kenanooga Motorsport Park in New York. Controversy swirled over whether or not Stewart intentionally struck Ward, as well as why Ward climbed out of his car in the first place out of the safety of his vehicle and decided to walk onto the track during an active race. A grand jury cleared Tony Stewart of any wrongdoing and also discovered that Ward had been under the influence of marijuana the night that he died. Ward's family sued, allegedly suing Stewart, could have easily avoided hitting Ward. Stewart and the Ward family eventually settled out of court for an undisclosed amount of money, although Ward's mother Pamela told the USA Today that the family felt like we were being forced to settle. 
after the law firm refused to take the case to trial just weeks ahead of their court date. We wanted Tony Stewart to be held accountable in front of a jury of his peers, the mom said. He was not held accountable in the criminal case. He basically has never been held accountable up to this point except for paying the money. Before we knew him as The Rock, Charles Dutton had a pretty rough life. The name of his 1990 Fox sitcom The Rock came from his real-life nickname, which he earned through his frequent participation in rock-throwing fights as a kid. I like getting in trouble, he said. I enjoyed getting in fights. I enjoyed the challenge of a battle. I liked violence. At age 17, I killed a man. And through Dutton claims he was defending himself from an attack, the incident resulted in a manslaughter conviction and a five-year sentence. Even in prison, though, he continued his fighting ways, assaulting the God and getting eight years added to his sentence. A decade or so later, he was on his way to the hole for solitary confinement when he picked up a book of plays sent to him by a girlfriend. It ended up changing his life. As he puts it, he found what he was born to do. He petitioned a warden to start a prison drama group. Upon his release, Charles Dutton a master degree in acting from the Yale School of Drama and became an Emmy Award actor and advocate through his form Jail to Yale stage performances. The group The Who drummer Keith Moore reportedly ran his Bentley over his chauffeur, Neil Bolin, while allegedly trying to escape from a pack of skinheads in 1970. Moon was charged with drunk driving, driving without a license, and driving without damn insurance. But those charges were later dropped under circumstances the judge told Moon you had no choice but to act the way you did and no moral culpability is attached to you. On the screen, Oscar winner actor Giggy Young was a consulmate performer, but his personal life seemed like a photo negative of his professional one. He was nominated for Academy Awards three times and won for Best Supporting Actor in 1970 for his role in they shoot horses, don't they? Off-screen, Young became an alcoholic and saw three marriages end in divorce. According to Entertainment Weekly, he lost his second wife, Sophie, to cancer. In 73, Young blew one of the biggest leading man opportunities he would ever get when he was fired from Blazing Saddles after being incapable of performing due to severe withdrawal symptoms. He was replaced by Gene Wilder. Young developed a reputation for being an unreliable and was even said to be suffering from the curse of the Oscars. In 78, his troubles came head-on when just three weeks after marrying German actress Kim Schmitz, he shot and killed her, then turned the gun on himself. Longtime agent and friend Martin Bohm, to whom Young wild almost his entire estate, he seems like a man who had everything going for him. How little we know about people. Well, that's it with your boy Mikey. We'll be right back. We're here with celebrities who killed people. Michael Macy, man. We might remember the rising action star Bruce Lee. Well, his son Brandon Lee died in March of 93 on the set of The Crow after being shot with an ill-prepared prop gun. And what is perhaps the ultimate irony, he died while filming his character's death scene which, according to the Telegraph, fooled a number of conspiracies. But there was another victim that day as well, Lee's co-star Michael Massey. Massey is the actor who played the villain, 
fun boy, and he was the unlucky one who pulled the trigger, discharging what was eventually to be fragments of a dummy bullet accidentally left in the chamber after gun was used to shoot close-ups earlier in the day. According to reports, the fragment came to rest near Lee's spine and caused so much damage that doctors were unable to save him. Massey, who died of cancer in 2016 at the age of 64, only spoke publicly about the tragic accident one time in the 2005 Extra interview. He said Lee's death affected him so deeply that he immediately took an entire year off to do nothing but stick close to family and friends. When asked if he'd gotten over it, Massey said, I don't think you ever get over something like that. No, I've gone through it. A lot, and things keep changing. You just keep on going. But he also said, life's extraordinary and very resilient. And you take the good where you see it, and that's how he has it. We'll be right back. Keep it real, keep it rocket, keep it a hunt. Best known as his role from the Bronx Tale, Little Collegio. Lilio Bracanto. And he also played Matt Bevilacqua on The Sopranos. He threw his already spiring career down the drain when he was involved in an attempted burglary going horribly wrong. He was a self-proclaimed drug addict along with an associate, Steve Armento, attempted to break into the house of someone that the actor knew was a friend who had provided him with drugs many times. After hearing him break a window, an off-duty NYPD officer and neighborhood resident called 911. And then went outside to investigate. While confronting the men, Amento shot and killed the officer. Bracano shot twice by the dying cop. Beat a charge of felony murder in the case. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison for burglary conviction. He was sentenced to life in prison. After his parole, he told ABC that he took full responsibility for the decisions he made that contributed to the death of the heroic police officer.